its 20th year of publishing. I'm John Tarleton, the Indies Editor-in-Chief. We now turn to Iowa, where six leading Democratic presidential contenders will take the stage tomorrow night in Des Moines. It's the last presidential debate before the first in the nation Iowa caucuses on February 3rd. The The debate will take place as Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders continues to surge in the polls and garner key endorsements. Fellow progressive Elizabeth Warren is running close behind. For the Democrats, the winner of the last four contested Iowa caucuses has gone on to win the party's presidential nomination. Polls released last week had Sanders in first place in both Iowa and New Hampshire, which which votes next after Iowa, as well as in California, the largest of 17 states that will vote on Super Tuesday on March 3rd. Sanders also received endorsements last week from the Sunrise Movement, a youth climate group that has popularized the Green New Deal, the Dream, Def- the Dream Defenders, a millennial-led civil rights group founded in the aftermath of the 2013 shooting of Trayvon Martin, and from SEIU Local 1984 in New Hampshire with 10,000 members. The Sanders campaign has also mobilized thousands of volunteers to canvas door-to-door in Iowa and other key early voting states. Joining us this evening to give us more of a sense of what is happening on the ground in Iowa is McNair Scott. McNair is the the co-owner of Star Bar, a social justice-oriented performance space and watering hole in Bushwick, Brooklyn. McNair arrived in Cedar Cedar Rapids, Iowa's second largest city, at the beginning of January and plans to canvas door-to-door for Senator Sanders through February 3rd. McNair, welcome to the WBAI Evening News presented by The Independent. Hey, John. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's great to have you on the show. So here we are three weeks from uh, tonight. Iowa Iowa Democrats will caucus and set their trajectory for the rest of the presidential primary contest. It's hard Mm -hmm. to argue that one small, mostly white state in the middle of the country should have such an outsized role, but that's where we are. So can you give us a sense of what it's like to be on the ground out there, what the buzz is? And in terms of Iowans being engaged with the caucuses and the candidates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy happy to talk about it. I uh I came here about a week ago and it's been it's been pretty amazing. I've just been knocking on doors. Um you know, the campaign buzz is great. The volunteer situation is amazing, the field field organizers are really jazzed. It's it's I mean it's pretty fun working on a campaign that's surging. And then in terms of like knocking on doors and interacting with folks from Iowa, it's it's I mean, everyone's real sweet. I, this, I, it's called Iowa Nice, and it's a it's a real thing. And then people people who I meet at the door, like I've had a lot of Bernie supporters, but there's there's a huge amount of undecided voters who, for a whole number of reasons, are still undecided. I mean, apparently there's like a poll came out, fifty eight percent of people are still undecided. So there's a lot of work to be done. Yes, uh, can you take us through a day of canvassing? Uh, when do you go out? What exactly do you do? And uh, if you could elaborate on some of the responses you're getting from the residents of uh, Cedar Rapids, which for our uh, listeners here in New York is the second largest city in Iowa with about 130,000 residents. Yeah, sure. Um, we get up. I got a crew of people out here, a couple of friends, some people we've met along the way. Um, we go to the canvassing office and there's an app where you, you kind of get your turf basically shows you the map of what doors you're going to knock on. And then you just go up these random doors in Iowa um, and you, you have a name and you know the gender and you know the age of the person. And, and in theory, they're all 
supposed to be Democrats or independents. Um, I've definitely gotten some Trump voters, but generally that's the case. It's uh, Democrats or independents. And you knock on the door and you tell them what you're there for. Um, and it's a whole variety of responses. I've got a lot of folks who are interested in Bernie. And then the undecided folks, they oftentimes their main their main thing is they, they might like Bernie, they might like someone else, but their main, in my experience, the main thing that they care about is beating Trump. Right, uh, electability. And what do you find to be uh, some of the most effective lines of arguments for talking to uh, voters like this? Around the electability issue, I mean, basically, uh, it's different for what people whose candidate they like the most. But, I mean, I think it's just a really clean and clear um, – you can make a clear and compelling story that Bernie is the most likely to win. You know, he's got the biggest volunteer army. He has the most uh, money coming in from small small donors, no, no PACs and no big corporate donations. Uh, you can trust him. Basically, you know, and that he's that he's doing well in the polls and he's surging is also very compelling to people, Um, you know. And then there's also the you know, a lot of people still kind of buy into the safe bet, the mainstream candidates like Joe Biden or or Mayor Pete. And so you can talk about how the safe bet just hasn't won. You know, John Kerry didn't want out win. Al Gore didn't win. Hillary Clinton didn't win. And you also have to win the Rust Belt states and. You know, Joe Biden did NAFTA and he took us to war in Iraq. So you can you couldn't really talk people in like I, I was had a lot of success talking to folks around those issues. Right. And, and um, in the in the last day or so, there's been a, a controversy that's flared up in terms of how the Sanders uh, canvassers uh, are or, or are not addressing uh, supporters of Senator Elizabeth Warren and uh, whether um uh, well, anyway, can you can you speak to that? Sure, I could speak to that, and I also could tell you kind of like my the best day I had so far. But yeah, uh, the the first part to answer that first question. I mean, I've met Warren supporters at the door, and I'm happy to see them. You know, I'm it's high time we had a woman uh, in at the you know as a president for sure. Um, and most of the time that I meet Warren supporters, they're also Bernie supporters. They just are on the side of Warren. So. I don't know what the campaigns are doing right now. The folks I've met at the door, we all have the same, you know, similar progressive agendas and we've picked our champion. I have my reasons why I think um, Bernie is the better choice. But at at the end of the day, I feel very aligned with all the folks I've met who are Warren supporters. Mm. And uh, uh, you plan to be out there all the way through February 3rd? Is it it, uh, cold? Yeah, it's cold. I'm bundled up, you know, you, you take some breaks when you're knocking doors. But, you know, I think I was going to only be out here a day. And then I've, you had, a, you know, the story is that Bernie lost here in some precincts by just a couple couple people, by a couple votes. So it feels like every time you talk to someone, you get, get them to commit to caucus for Bernie. It's like it's one of those rare movement moments where you feel like the little bit that you can put into something has a really big impact. And you feel that. So I went into this. Uh, this this neighborhood it was all trailer homes, and I had three people in a row. Well, two, three people in a row who were ready to caucus for Bernie, and the second two weren't even going to caucus. They were only going to vote in the general, and they're leaning towards Biden. At the end of about forty five minutes, they were ready to go with Bernie, and I was able to put a like a Bernie lawn sign on their front lawn, and it felt amazing. And these are neighbors 
in a small community who are then going to talk to their other neighbors and get people out. And, you know, you get a little taste of that at this moment. And I was just like, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to stick around to the end. Mm. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. So um, we'll have to uh, exit here in a second, but uh, is there uh, any way people can find out more information if they wanted to do what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, if folks can come to, come to Iowa, it's, Super rewarding, amazing work. Uh, BernieSanders.com slash Iowa is the way to go. It also, had, you have the ability in New York to also, uh, you know, phone bank and call folks here. And everyone's ready to talk. Everyone's ready to chat. It's like really uh, a great way to talk to people about this. All righty. Well, thank you, McNair, for joining us from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, we look cool, forward cool. to. Thank you, John. Yes. All right. Stay warm out there. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Good night. Okay, so after the break, we will talk about New York's new bail reform law and the controversy that has sprung up around it.